Hey guys, brand new podcast, and I am on the road. Birdie Blue Relapse Tour, Charlottesville, Youngstown, Ohio, Florence, South Carolina, and North Charleston, South Carolina this week. But more importantly, I want to talk about my guest today is Dane Cook. Dane Cook has a special streaming right now on Moment.co. It's Moment.co. You do not need to do anything to find him. It is right there on the front page. I will be going to his premiere. And if you're hearing this, it'll be on moment.co for the next 14 days. It's called Above It All. It is there for 14 days. Dane is the one of the best to ever do it. He is absolutely hilarious. We have a fucking great podcast. We laugh the whole time and fuck around. I love this guy. Support live comedy. Support Dane Cook. Go to moment.co. And, and and watch Dane Cook's special. It is there for the next 14 days. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my buddy, Dane Cook. This is Nomadcast. Hey, will you give me a beer? A beer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever's cold in there. Yeah. Give me any Shasta. Shasta? Dude, I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember the first grown-up thing I ever did was I, I was I my mom got me a tab. Yeah. And I was like, and she's like, you'll like it. And tab was like the first, tab was like the first diet drink. Yeah. Tab, was it a diet drink? Was yeah, that, that was, considered a diet? Yeah. There wasn't oh, so tab. recording. Oh, nice, nice. We're in yeah, it. yeah, yeah, we're in it. Hey, come yeah, on. Tab. Let's do this. You motherfucker. <laughs> you know how long I've known you? We've known each other since uh, the mid '90s, somewhere. Yeah, right. Isn't that fucking insane to think, like I. Yeah. To, to, to think that you're, you'd be a grown up in this business, dude. To think that back in the day we were listening to Bush, everything Zen, and realizing <laughs> this might be as good as it gets right here. What's crazy to me, and then is I, I really thought, I really thought. I mean, do you remember when you were, you'd be amazed that people? could buy a house like you're like how could you afford a fucking house oh yeah dude especially when i was like as long as i have a strong duffel bag to live out of yeah that's pretty much it if i if i got a great fucking duffel with like five pockets but the thought of a house was just insane the thought, dude, here's my question i have a hard time spending money i have a in- let me help <laughs> <laughs> My wife's doing a good job. <laughs> My wife's fucking tearing through cash. Tearing through cash. Yeah. And so, you can't sustain this lifestyle, Bert. I'm yeah. telling you right now. It, there's I an ebb to the I'm fucking, fucking flow. I'm fucking... I'm burning it at both ends, Dane. I, I know that. I see it. And this is a fucking intervention, oh. you son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. I feel like... Can we talk about the fact that I'm 50 and I just had a colonoscopy last week. So oh, you forget about a house... I just had myself inspected from the inside out. Sweet. Have you ever gone under before? Mm-mm. So that was your first time going under? Yeah, for a colonoscopy. Yeah. I mean, I'd gone under for something else years ago, but yeah. that was a fucking undescended testicle. I'm not going to get into it, but the reality <laughs> is... Undescended testicle, for real? Yeah, yeah, I know I another guy. testicle in here. Are you serious? When I was born, my testicle, I had one ball that was in the sack, and the other one was up here, and you have to wait till you're up, like four to go to Children's Hospital so they can finally put it back in the sack. That's why my right ball is fucking big. <laughs> But my left one is like, for real, adorable. Shut up. Yeah, I wish I could show you, but I'm not Bobby Lee. 
<laughs> Bobby Lee. He would whip out his balls, and they would be here right now, painted. I bet naked picture of Bobby Lee in there. Of course, who doesn't? Yeah, I've I've been naked with Bobby a lot. The colonoscopy. Can I tell you something wild that happened? I have mine scheduled for November November twenty first. Okay. Well, first of all, it's it's daunting, right? Because you're you're like, what's in there? Yeah. Right. I'm a meat eater. I've been fucking, you know, process. I, I ate at a billion sparrows <laughs> at every fucking holiday, uh, you know, rest stop. Dude, I went in and I'm nervous. And first the doctor comes in. He's like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of yours and I love your stuff and this and that and the other. And then the anesthesiologist comes in. It's like, I love your stuff. I love your. And then the nurse who brings me in. So now I'm surrounded by and they're all like laughing and one. And I'm, yeah. you know, my heart's racing. And I'm saying like, you know, I'm like saying shit like, well, you're about to see a side of me that you've never seen before. <laughs> and I go, I was going to play a joke on you. I was going to play a trick. And I go, I go, I was going to write something on my asshole so that when you went in there, it would, you know, it would say like handle with care or whatever. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. I was like, I had a marker. I was gonna, just about to do it. I said only. <laughs> and I'm not going to say the doctor's name because it's very unprofessional. He goes, I was going to fuck with you. And when you came out of it, I was going to have a picture of your colon with something photoshopped in there that looked abnormal. <laughs> bro my fucking dad died of cancer and this guy was gonna like oh have at it with me how fucking hilarious are you like he's like you're not laughing man i, I thought that would be funny he's so fucking scared oh my god yeah did we uh did they, they found nothing i guess now it's right? all good yeah, yeah it's all clean. any polyps anything yeah like one little one but he was like ah it's just one of those ones that's like you know whatever i had the test i had the the screening test they can do a blood screening test yeah. great. and i had that and I had no cancer, but then they had to, uh, they, I still got to get a colonoscopy, which doesn't make any sense. I guess they, they pull off polyps. They just want to be able to check out the walls in there and make sure that there's nothing like outlandish that yeah. might, you know, I don't know, cause like the version of an infection or something that would weaken the lining of your stomach. But you're, you're a healthy dude. Or your ass. You're like a healthy dude. Yeah. But my parents were both healthy and they both. Were they really? Got I thought the big your dad C. was like a drinker smoker. Well, okay, so my mom was super healthy, but my dad, yeah, he was a lifelong smoker, which attributed, I'm sure. But no, man, my mom was, you know, 61 and just like super fit. Nick DiPaolo just started smoking. Don't you find that fascinating that at, at 55, yeah. 56, he'd be like, well, I guess I can just run it to the end of the race and just started like, I, and you know, by the way, Rogan smokes now. Okay. Like Segura smokes. All these guys are getting to an age. Cigars? No, cigarettes. Oh, shit. Dude, Rogan Rogan is such a health nut. Has talked so much shit about smoking his yeah. whole life. And now he's like, yeah, I have everyone, you know, for party and I'll have a cigarette. Yeah. I'm like, that's such a weird. Yeah, but it's also like, it's kind of strange because my my mom's sister started smoking late. And now she's she's the only one alive. And she smokes two packs of Virginia Slims like a day. That's who smoke. That's who smoking companies need to go after. Hey, are you, are you 40? Yeah. <laughs> Do the smoking pitch to her. Hey, are you single? Do you want to live to be nine years old? <laughs> and you just see fucking debris coming out of her throat the entire time. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't fuck well. I don't, I've never been a good sex guy. Dude, let's Do you remember? It. Do you remember one time? Can I tell you? People, okay. Do people can, know why can, you can, said that? We can, were we on camera? Because it was like. No, no, no. We weren't on camera. Okay. But now it's like, this is going to be like a call her daddy uh, fucking yeah. moment. Because yeah. we got to get into this. The, me and, okay. I, we can take this story out if you want. When we were young. Yeah. Me and you went back with two girls to their house. Okay. And we were trying to hook up. And we were in the bedroom. <laughs> and I was drinking. And, and, and you kept looking at me. You go. 
turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. And I was like, what? And you're like, we're off stage. Let's just let this happen. And I could not. That you're is what's wrong. You were still me. trying to like. I was still trying to close the deal when the deal was closed. Right. And you were like, you're not, you're not, you're not letting it happen. I was like, you're featuring right now and you're not yeah. headlining. Exactly. And I to be like encore yeah. level. Yeah, I have. That was my my biggest problem with women. Where were we? Wait, where was that? Like uh, some upstate you, New York gig? No, 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 no. We were in L.A. Okay, we did. I remember. I remember this very vividly. You had your uh, Land Rover at the time. Your Land Rover had navigation. Okay. Uh, the the street was craft. It was right by the. Uh, I'm almost certain it was craft. On craft uh, and third. Okay. Over by, right across the street, directly across the street from uh, Sports Chalet. Okay. All right. Okay, right across, directly across the street from Sports Chalet. I love that you just yeah. remember Andy that. Andy Dick, Andy Dick lived across the street Are from you these. Me? I'm being dead serious. Okay. And so we went back to these girls. I ended up. I, I remember up, us going somewhere. I just I didn't know. I ended, it was up, in I ended LA. up living there, living like renting a room from them. <laughs> I know. This is what's wrong Wait, with did me. Did you get laid? No. <laughs> never. <laughs> Never. They were from Cleveland. They were sisters. I remember this oh, so. Fuck. Why do I? And uh, Gary Goldman ended up having sex with their, one of their roommates on a different night. I'm assuming on a different night. On a different okay. night. Yeah. Okay. So they were like com They were into comedians. They were like they were chuckle comedians. fuckers. We, me and you were at the store or at the the Laugh Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "What are you guys doing?" And <laughs> like, I don't know. And and like, you're like, "We should hang out." And they're yeah. like, "All right, let's go." And so. You go, well, well, give me the address. I'll put it in my in my navigation. I'd never seen a navigation before. Okay. And you you got in your car and you went, doot, 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 doot. and I was like, I remember getting in your car and I was like, this is one of the nicest fucking cars I've been in. Like, my dad doesn't have this car. Yeah. And then you plugged it in and I go, hey, we should get beer. And you're like, no, let's just go there. And I was like, no, I can't do this <laughs> without beer. So yeah, you're like, I don't give a fuck. And I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And I go, I can't do this without beer. And so we pulled up, we go in, we went directly to their bedroom. Okay. And it was happening so fast. And we were all in the bedroom. All in the bedroom. They were on the bed. We, I was sitting on the bed with them. You were sitting on the corner. Yeah. And I and I hadn't really started drinking yet. And I cracked a beer. They had a beer. And then it, everything was started to move. And I and then, couldn't shut the fuck up. And, and but I'm remembering por portions. And I also was terrified that we were going to all be naked together. And I was saying things like, "Is there another room? Is there a yeah. place we can go?" Yeah. yeah I wanted yeah, to like yeah, swingers yeah. it and get out of that area so that I wouldn't have to suddenly be in a precarious. You, I position. remember you saying some of the effect of, "So, all right here, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right here." And I remember, I remember you think, I think you were like pulling at your shirt, like, "Is this happening?" <laughs> and, and I couldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> I could not shut the fuck up is my problem. Did one of us, I don't even know if I ended up like hooking up with one girl and you ended up staying in there and talking about like road gigs or what happened? How did we, how did that I, night I, end? I, I, I fucked it up for us. I fucked it up for okay. us. And you were like, uh, and, then, and then I, I think we, we ended up, we, I got I'm us, saying things I, like cool out, cool out. And we just I, couldn't fucking, cool I got out. us out of the room. We were, I, we, you got us into the room. I actually got us out of the room. And then I got, and I turned this into like a hang and you were like, cool we hung for a while and you're like i'm gonna get the fuck out of here and then you got in your car and i stayed there with them and kept drinking i ended up sleeping on their couch at night and apparently living there for I like a short-term lease for, i ended up living there i ended up living there for a while yeah my god man those that, early the, a lot of those early uh hang time gigs when you were like i want to get a few laughs and then hopefully there's a girl after that likes me <sighs> You know, if there's one cute girl here that likes me, then, you know, there was a time, fuck. there was a time during the whole, the whole 
Me Too, post Me Too, like not the big heavy one, but post Me Too when I we were on a we were on our tour bus. We were in the tour what bus. What was post Me Too? Like like, like me also? No no yeah yeah me <laughs> me as well. <laughs> and so and there and a female comic was like, and just so you know, uh, it's not cool to fuck your fans. And we were listening to a podcast, and we heard, and everyone on the bus froze like. Wait, we can't fuck our fans. <laughs> One guy was like, that's all I fuck. I was like, it's the easiest way to find people that like me. He goes, I'm not that attractive. I only fuck my fans. I've been only fucking fans for a long time. And another guy was like, hold on. This, we need some clarity on this. Like, how long, like, like, what if I invited them to the show? Like, right. What if they're asking me to come back? Yeah. What are the parameters so that quite possibly I can oh. have a little fun on the road? I mean, that was like when I was single, that was like you meet people at the club. That was it, man. I would like I broke through. I was like 20, whatever, 27, 28. I, I no girl looked at me in school. Like I was I was unlovable early in my life. And then suddenly I'm like the fucking bell of the ball. So yeah. of course I was like a man on a mission. There was the show, and then there was the show after the show. <laughs> Did you ever go home? Like when you cause cause you 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 had probably I will say in my in just from my take, probably one of the most envious like runs of 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 like you you got to experience I was in the pocket of young hot Hollywood. Had the success, fucking tight jeans, full head of hair. I mean it was it was unbelievable. And like I we're not supposed to say these things now, but you know, with you I'm comfortable. Yeah, of course. It was bonkers. Oh. It was bonkers. Because I was not I was definitely not I wasn't I wasn't popping then, but to watch you run into Dublin's and be like, and women lose their fucking mind. Was there a part of you that when you went back to your hometown and you saw the girls that you grew up with, you're like, oh, just so you know, I'm I'm a fucking thing now. <laughs> no, there was actually that little part of me that's like the girl that you never thought you could get in school. Yeah. Even though in hindsight, it was like, ah, oh, she was, you know, cute, but she wasn't like she was my world at the time. Yeah. But then there was still that little part of me like, let me uh, see if Sarah still lives in town <laughs> just to, you know, kind of feel that feeling of like, would she like me now? It's funny. All the women on the road later, it still wasn't as strangely alluring as like, would so-and-so from, you know, uh, fucking math class still, yeah. still like me. But no, nah, man, for a while it was like, it was, I was on a pretty good tear there during the, the aughts. The aughts. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I, it was just dumb it was like the dumb level of fame at that point where it's like i i should not have access to some of the people places and things that i do it's just because you're in the moment and you're in so it you kind of are going home and calling your friends like i, I have no business being around these people but here i am when you first got famous that was when fame was like impossible to get it was and it was also it was it was real it was real yeah. and it was earned and it was like like now it's like i'm not saying that like you can get celebrities different Celebrities totally different yeah it's it's so it, it, and and even the numbers and kind of what's indicative of what fame really is it's so kind of messy now but back yeah. then it was pretty clear you're either a movie star a tv star or this new internet thing who's he yeah because he came up out of a fucking rabbit hole of uh you know online and then now i'm like in the mix with everybody so it was like being niche at that point gave me access to i mean there were there were dude i I mean, some of the stories, like, I'll have to wait until I'm really old to tell them because then people won't look at you and go, wow, you shouldn't be fucking saying that shit, anger. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wait till you're, like, 80 to tell a really good story. You ever hear, like, yeah. a great, like, retired actor, 80 years old, oh. fucking, you know, Eddie so-and-so, and he's like, 
I was with Phyllis McCombs, and let me tell you something. She could ride the ride. Yeah. <laughs> they were just, I heard a story someone told about Janice Dickinson. <laughs> and I was like, was it Janice? Who was the, who was the hot blonde who used to hang out with, like, with like Rickles and Sinatra, was it Lonnie Jim? Anderson? No, no. Lonnie Anderson. No, uh, Anderson uh, she married Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, but there was oh oh just uh, oh fuck who is she? There was that actress. I, I think I know who you're thinking of. Yeah. Blonde, blonde, short blonde beautiful, hair, beautiful, and and she was she on a Jeff Ross roast at one point. Cloris Leachman oh. was like a real like they called her like a pass around Patty, but she played into it. She was funny about yeah. it, and she would kind of call dudes on being studs or whatever the fuck so like she was in that era of like whatever he was having a good time i wonder i wonder sometimes like if i who oh, whoa is that Cloris leachman Cloris leachman's beautiful you know who i passed one time in new york city maybe 10 years ago who still looked unbelievably beautiful was uh raquel welch really yeah who i think at her whatever like youngest most beautiful like she was one of the most beautiful oh my god right and that was like 70 two or 73 it's furry britches right. and that would they calls him in shawshank <laughs> oh, no, you tell me miss fuzzy britches didn't that what he says to her because he throws like the hammer at the poster and it goes, and then through, it goes through yeah that was raquel well, welch that was raquel welch okay, is that yeah. is that poster picture right there it's that one up Dude, in the top left look at that yeah she was scorching hot is there something can i tell you i, I don't think i think women like, from the 70s she looks like that's like a po that's like from today that's like a a beautiful woman on tiktok like right now I think the, I actually would argue that the women on TikTok are not as hot as a 1970s woman. There's something, the curve of a woman from 1970s right. is almost like, because they didn't know anatomy yet, so they didn't really know. They just knew how to do a, a, a sit-up. They weren't doing obliques yet. Right, They're right. just doing a sit-up. And <laughs> right. so, like, their body, go to that picture of her in a bathing suit again, Halston. She was fucked. Look at that. It's Beautiful. like curvy. But you're right. All natural. No, like there was nothing uh, injected or switched up or swapped. Yeah. But it's she fun. walked by me in New York City and I don't know. She might have been in her 60s at the time and she was stunning. Really? Just, yeah. Just, it, you know, some women radiate, you know, it's yeah. like you radiate a certain something and she just had the it factor. Who's the most beautiful woman that you worked with? Just worked with? Like where you Alba. Went? Jessica Alba was absolutely beautiful. Really? But also because she was just such a great. It was like. You met her and you go, we all know she's the most downloaded woman on the internet at that time. Yeah. And then you meet her and you're like, oh, she's just like the greatest person as well. And so once you add that, some, some, some God doesn't Great always teeth. giveth with both hands. And sometimes yeah. you don't get all the personality, but she had the personality. She had the guts in the movie. And she was obviously and is obviously very beautiful. Rosario Dawson. That's lovely. Fine. She is so Rosario Dawson is so attra attractive. Oh, wait. Good luck, Chuck. Yep. Holy shit. Did you get to kiss her in that movie? Yeah. Yeah. We like can we I, had two makeout scenes. Can I can I talk to you about kissing someone in a movie? Sober October is officially underway, and I am getting a look at how no booze is helping my body thanks to my whoop. I freaking love this thing. I've been wearing a whoop now for more than a couple years. I, I think since the second, maybe third second sober October and you can pretty much immediately tell how my body recovers this month and how my numbers are stacking up compared to previous months my baseline is what I look at my right now my my resting heart rate is already lower it's day three of sober October it's already lower I wake up first thing I do check my whoop score today it was a 78 
and I didn't feel like I slept well, but because I know that my whoop knows my body better than I know my body, I trust that I can push it in my workout. And I did push it in my workout. The first thing I did is I hit my strain coach and my strain coach told me, this is exactly how hard you need to work out based on your recovery. And I hit it and I did hit it. And normally I wouldn't. If I was just sleeping willy nilly like a caveman, I'd wake up and go, do I feel like hunting today? But I wake up like a optimized caveman and I go, I should hunt today. I'm all over in the green. I'm telling you right now, my HRV is through the roof. That's your heart rate variable and heart rate variable. Yeah, HRV. So what that is, is that's your resting heart rate. By the way, I'm not a doctor, but your resting heart rate compared to how high you burn it. And I am burning it at a 35. That's awesome for the record. If you're doing Sober October with us and you're not drinking and you want to see how your body is recovering, this is the go-to. It's the best wearable fitness tracker I've ever used. And I have used them all to count your calories, your HRV, your resting heart rate, your, your REM. I, the other night I was like, I feel like I had a lot of dreams. Went in, turns out I did have a lot, have a lot of dreams. We've officially got over 1,100 members in the Two Bears Zero Drinks Whoop team. Jump on board if you're looking to cut out alcohol and want to see the difference it can make. Go to whoop.com, that's W-H-O-O-P.com, and use the code BERT to save 10% off your order today. If you've already purchased, you can join the team with the code C-O-M-M slash the number two bears. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It's sober October, and so I do not have the help of alcohol to get me through problems, and I have found that therapy can really help with that. Uh, if you want to become a better problem solver, help achieve goals, therapy could be your key. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. I've been in online therapy for now, I think, Jesus, seven years. And for me, online therapy is so much better. I do not like traffic. Uh, that will heighten my experience of how frustrated I get before I go into therapy. I do not like waiting rooms. I do not like waiting. I do not like wasting time. I want to get therapy off my chest. I like to do therapy personally. I like to do it. I don't even do it over the video. I do it over phone and I get on the treadmill and I walk and I feel like I'm killing two birds with one stone. I get out of therapy. I feel like a million dollars. If you're thinking about trying therapy, I'm telling you right now, BetterHeads helps a great option. It's convenient. It's affordable, it's accessible, and it's entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. You can switch therapist anytime you want. And I'm telling you right now, when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Bert today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash Bert. It is like one of those things where like fake sex scenes and stuff. Oh, I can't do, I could never do that. I had, to do, I had to do 20 for Good Luck Chuck for the montage. Oh, yeah. So I had to do a fake. 20 was just 20 bangers. Y yes, but set up like this. And by the way, there was no uh, sex referee fucking <laughs> paperwork. You know, we're in Vancouver and it was like shoot all day and then go, okay, we got to get another one of those quick bang things for the montage. Uh, this is Cheryl um bend over the watermelon and she's gonna have her pants off she can do this, this special split show him and then all of a sudden she's got a foot on each counter and i'm wearing oh. i'm wearing a, a felt piece you have to wear like felt okay they cut a little piece and they put a magic string around you it's called that you won't see in the movie it's like a little tiny rubber band yeah and then she has to have a felt strip on with a little rubber band and here's what ends up happening right now which is 
Is this you? This is me. This is the montage that I'm in the movie. Shut up. Okay. So with every single, and this isn't, this is like the scenes, but there's one that it shows like all 15 because we shot 15 not knowing. Oh my God, and they're naked. There's nudity in the movie. It was oh, R-rated shut romp. Up. Shut up. It was an R-rated sex romp. And so you're meeting the actress. Now her, I, I had met beforehand. So we got to really work out the choreography. But for the 15 montage one, it would be like, hey, they went to an open casting call and they were like, Okay, you're going to be having sex with Dane Cook's character, and uh, can you do anything special uh, sexually? I can do this with my tongue, or I could, and they'd be like, "Oh, we'll put it in the movie." But the felt thing, dude, it's 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 dangling, and then you're like having yeah. to, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you look down, and not only is yours gone, hers is gone, and you're just like neighbor banging, if you know what I mean. It's just like you're both in a crevice. Shut up. Oh man, it was dude, it was absolutely you'd be like, hey, can we stop for a second? Like, I'm almost inside of this person. <laughs> I'm pretty close to being inside, guys. Can we cut? <laughs> this is a dream job. This is, this is a fucking dream job. This is in the extended un super unrated X-rated cut. Fucking gorgeous. She was really funny too. She is because she had to play like she was very religious. So she was like, you know, trying to like <laughs> say prayers. She was improving a lot of funny shit that didn't make it into this, into this part. And I'm just sweating down on top of her because obviously you can see I'm, it looks like my early stand-up. Not a lot of words, just a lot of physicality. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking how cool. Did you did you hook up with any of these girls? No. I had no. a girlfriend at the time. Oh, for real? Yeah, I did. I had a girlfriend at the time. And it, but it was it was the most insane way to because every day was like uh, Listen, I know you're tired, 16 hours. Um, there's a girl in the storage closet. We're going to shoot against a mop and a bucket. We think that might be kind of funny. And all of a sudden, you're just in the closet and being like, I'm starving. I want to get out of here. I want to go yeah. home, call my girlfriend. And it's like, how was your day? Oh, I, I had to bang a girl in a storage closet for 11 minutes and just pretend like, you know, Shut up. It, it was it was crazy. But there was nobody there at the time to say, this is how you should or shouldn't touch each other. Or like, that was <laughs> pre all that stuff. That was pre all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It was wild, man. It was crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that I had to. I've only had to do one sex scene. It was for a short yeah. uh, that Barry Katz produced called Alpha Male. Okay, it was about I was a, a mailman who was training the guy who's going to replace him. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't know it. And on my last day, I go through and I I think I I forget what I would I did, but I had I have sex with this girl that I've always been wanting to have sex with. It's, yeah, this is before definitely sensitivity. Was it full nude? Uh. Yeah, Yogi yeah. Bear no, style, no, 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 shirt on. No, uh, I we had pants around. She oh, was okay. in her panties, no top, and I was in, and I had, I had my short, my my male shorts. For what I'm saying thing. is, did you see your body's lower nude, or could you fake it like top you were to upper nude? Okay, got it. And, uh, and you have to do the felt thing because no, no, we I had pants on, she had panties on, and I was like, and then, and I was like, this is, I was yeah. like, this is that not. felt thing wouldn't work for you, by the way. Your sweater, I can tell. And yeah. within like four minutes, that thing would be rolled up in a fucking very wet ball up under your nut. You'd be like, guys, there's no felt. There's just me down here at this point. That's fucking inside. That, that woman's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And like I said, like came really like ready to go. Like, all right, I got some. I was like, say whatever you want. You know, very funny. Yeah. Very funny. That's fucking. Did you, you <clears throat> did you have, did you, were you doing a movie and you brought the whole crew to a movie theater to see the that one yeah yeah that was the first it's kind of wild that we're talking about that because i'm doing my screening above of above it all 
at the Man's Chinese Theater. I'm coming to that. Yeah, I know. It's gonna, dude, I promise you it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Now, now, no, no, it's not Man's. I keep saying it. it's TCL Chinese Theater now. They changed the name, so I keep referring it to the old name, but formerly Man's Chinese Theater. Me and you saw Star Wars there. We saw Star Wars there. Like, the fact that I'm getting to see my big Irish head on an even bigger screen yeah. in that theater is kind of crazy, but I brought everybody to the Vancouver IMAX and showed Vicious Circle to Alba, her whole family, and then I invited like 700 fans who just came in for free and we watched it on like an off night filming. Really? Yeah. The, uh, wait, you shot, I wanna talk a little bit about your uh, special, because you shot it in your backyard? Front yard, yeah. Front yard? Mm -hmm. It looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, I got the guy who does the um, Super Bowl halftime shows, lighting, yeah. and he came up to my house and he's like, all right, man, he goes, what, you know, what do you wanna do here? I go, I wanna make this look like, uh, like Red Rocks in Hollywood Hills. I want, you know, light my house wow. up like a, like a treasure trove. And so he did that. Marty Colner came in again, brought drones in. The audience didn't know where they were going. We shuttled them in. In fact, we shuttled an audience in. They didn't know it was uh, filming and they didn't know they were on my lawn. They didn't know they were at my house. Really? So you talk about a crowd of people that was just like completely like, holy shit. Wait, how do you do that? Do you put it online and go, hey, would you like to see a live show? No, there's a company. You can actually, if you ever need these guys, they're also called One Iota. And all they do is harvest audiences for whatever it is that you need. If you needed a podcast audience for a specific topic, if you needed- well, I need to move some tickets in Charlottesville. <laughs> I mean, any, I don't know if they travel, but maybe. But they will find you an audience. They will, they will uh, curate an audience. So they told all my fans, secret show, Dane Cook. And then they shuttled them from a parking lot uh, one guy said something really funny after the show ended. I was meeting the fans who were, you know, now on my porch with yeah. me. And one guy comes up and he goes, I gotta be honest, man, when I was in that shuttle and we were driving up through these windy, dark Hollywood Hills, I kind of thought I might be human trafficked. And I was like, <laughs> that must've been a terrifying experience. You really didn't know if this was even really a Dane Cook show, but if that was just somebody's shtick to get fucking people on a van. Um, but dude, it was, it was, um, for my 30 year, I can't believe I'm saying that 30 years of stand up. My whole thing was, I want to work with Marty again. He's yeah. the greatest comedy director I Who, feel what did he? Time. What did he do? He direct Vicious Circle? So he directed Vicious and Isolated Incident. And of course, like everything he did prior with Carlin, everybody. You just can't look up a comic that you and I don't like adore yeah. and not see Marty affiliated. So, and to me, stand-up comedy lives and dies, not just by the content of the, the routine. In this day and age, it has to have that aesthetic, a, a theme and something that's dazzling beyond just the jokes being funny. I think yeah. that's what, what I think that helps it to play longer, not just in the audio form, but like a visual, something visually appealing. I can't figure out, I, 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 I teeter back and forth because as I'm doing my, I'm getting ready for my next special. Which is how many? You've done it. Like, what, what do you want this now? Is, uh, 10? No, 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 no. Like no? Four or five, maybe. I think I'm thinking because you're so, tour, like, you're I always tour, touring. I, I, well, that's, your tours and themes, I, and you're so good at, you know, partitioning it's, it's all because that. I, it's because I name tours and i name specials so it's it feels like it's been doubled up every year yeah. but, but still um, four, you're going on five fifth special yeah i think Man. yeah and so but i i get i i wonder how how important is the wide shot i like three i like to live in three quarter me too yeah and so when, and i don't like a lot of what, and what i like about this yours, yeah no i don't, I don't yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, but do you like shots of the audience uh no no, I don't want audience shots. If it's an over the shoulder and you see some audience, okay. Yeah. But I don't like uh, the edit on an audience member. No, doesn't. Like, and they're like, no. We only did a couple of like uh, beauty shots because it was so fucking unbelievably gorgeous. Yeah. And I paid for the whole thing out of pocket. So I was like, if I ever sell this house, get some drone shots. 
This will be the. I'm not even kidding. You've been in that house since when? I've been there 12 years, but part of me is like, I don't know if I'm going to stay in LA. There's a lot of reasons right now to. Oh, interesting. I don't know, man. LA has been like the politics and not to, I don't want to get like, but I just don't love the environment outside of the clubs, you know, working out. Um, And even though I love my home, there was a part of me that was like, make this look really beautiful. And in success, I'll probably up the value of my home just from this special. (laughs) Without a doubt. That's, I remember, I remember when you bought that house. That's the same house. That's your first big house, right? That's the first house that, yeah, I bought a house for my mom, but that's my first home. I remember, I remember, I won't say it, but I remember how much you paid for it. I'm dying to know what it is worth now. Double. Uh, Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. It was double, and I got it at a steal because the guy who built the house lost his ass in the Vegas condo scheme. He was one of the guys that built one of those mega towers that's yeah. still, you know, empty. And that dude built this house in LA for his family. That shit happened 08, 09, everything crashed. And when I went up there, he literally was like, make me a great offer in and around this number right now, and we don't even need to haggle. And I bought that house pretty much right on the spot. It's crazy. Yeah, and I knew, I was like, oh, if I just, you know, hold this for a minute and uptick it and, you know, fix it up, then maybe I, I you know, I could sell it someday at a, at a little bit of a, you know, a come up. That's gonna be great. Where would you move if you can move anywhere? I don't know, man. You know, I'm engaged now with Kelsey and we're like talking about like, where do we want to be? Oh, because you're gonna have a family probably. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you get to, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, Engaged the and then married probably next fall and then we're already starting to like, I, I, no breaking destination news here wedding? but we're like destination wedding i don't know man we're so we're so chill and we're very like small group of people you know maybe a vegas party after but yeah. kelsey and i are very low-key yeah yeah so i don't yeah i don't know we'll see yeah that's oh my god if i could do it all over okay so you got to think what are your kids what do you want your kids to do like as their activity like if you if you move to like colorado boulder they go skiing all the time mm-hmm. If you move to Austin, they're going to be on lakes. They're going to be like wakeboarding. Yeah. If you move to Montana, they're going to be on horses. I, I think I want to have a home base where they feel like they love the environment. But I also like, I want them with me. And I'm definitely going to continue to travel and work. And I think that's an adventure you'd want your kids to be a part Fuck of. Yes. Especially since Kelsey and I are going to like, we want to do all that together. And she's yeah. totally on my ride in terms of like, loves that idea of doing yeah. that. So, but where is the home base? Where is that like? school or where's a beautiful part of the world that's not what la is right now and and not what california's taxes are even if you go up a little bit further north because this place right now is a mess it it really is a mess and i'm fucking i wonder i never really put any thought into life hey halston will you grab me is there any way to grab me another beer by the way, that sounds like the first line of a Morgan Freeman movie. I never put much thought into life. <laughs> I never did. I never thought never thought about getting married. Like, yeah. <clears throat> never thought about having a family. Never thought. Just, it happened. Yeah. And I did better. it. Probably, I, I think I would have overthought things and gone back and forth. And I yeah. and if, I, if, I'm, if I'm the kind of person that if I think too much about something, I get, what is that, paralysis by overanalysis? Analysis? Yeah. No, oh no! Can you just grab me one from the cooler out there? Grab a couple. Grab it's, a couple. It's like if you're constantly thinking about the things that you're hoping will go this way or that. Especially, forget about just in life for anybody in general. In this kind of industry yeah. where you don't know an ebb and a flow and a fucking zeitgeist and a whatever, um, then it's easy to really let that demoralize you and depress you very quickly. I've learned you got to go like you. Should, I, I, I'm more into short, medium term, exciting ventures than like. This is where I need to be in two yeah. years, man. That's such a disappointment when you try to do it like that. Yeah, I'm, I I look at because my I, we just took Georgia to college and then and we got Isla's left here. 
she she'll go to college she'll probably go to college in georgia and then i i just look at it and i go i look at you where you are in your life and i'm so excited for you going i wish i had that because because it's the funnest thing in life the funnest fucking funnest part of life is is start, starting a family i was i i, I was broke at the time right. but, I st- but i still look back and go oh it was even broke even broke and going like uh going i remember we went to what's the not saddle ranch but uh wood wood grill ranch and yeah wood ranch yeah in uh in the grove in the grove when i and i remember my tooth came off and i was like because i like a veneer and it came off and and leanne's like i don't know if we afford to put that back on and i was like hold on you're telling (laughs) me i'm at a place in my life where i gotta go without a tooth (laughs) i was like i gotta call my dad i can't can't be fucking so poor i'm toothless But but i remember laughing with her about that I look at those times as the best. You got such such fun looking looking ahead of you that I go, God man, yeah, where would you want to live? It, but can I tell you what I do right now? If I were you and Kelsey, I'd go to Paris for a year. I would release a special, yeah, and then I go to Paris for a year and live in Paris. Both of you. So and- it, you, you're you're close. You're in, that's weird, almost that you're saying that because after this special comes out and two years of prepping for this moment, yeah. we're we're actually taking some. We're not there, but you're 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 in. You're in the, the really? area, yeah. I don't know if it'll be a year, but we're definitely yeah. gonna have some fun over the next like few months. So, how's moment moment work? I know, <sighs> I know, Schultz did something on there, killed it, yeah, killed it. And I was not only did I write him, and I was so fucking proud of that, but I was like, dude, similar to maybe kind of what I did 20 years ago, you're gonna set a new precedent that I hope that I'm gonna continue to push forward, which is. You don't need these long term. A contract doesn't need to be more than a few pages anymore. Yeah. Okay. A 40 page. Somebody recently was like, ah, oh, the contract's about, I go, how many pay? 30, 40. That's not, you don't fucking want that contract. Yeah. The fact that in this day and age, your IP partners up with somebody who may or may not have your fans' best interest at heart. Maybe they have their catalog or, or their like bottom line that they're trying to reach. And then it ends up on a platform, on a streamer, on a network. You don't own your IP. You're partnered up. You're chasing your royalties, mechanical and regular. They'll never tell you your numbers. They'll uh, never no. tell you. No. They'll never. It's not in their benefit. It's not their. In their in, it's it's not. It's it leverage for you. You yeah. got a million downloads in a day. You know what they're going to say? You're doing well. You're mm-hmm. doing well. So that's just like base. You know, bottom line. I won't get into all the legalese. And trust me, at this point, I know the legalese. You want something that you make yourself. Then you window it out to people, short-term lease kind of yeah. thing. And Moment comes to me and says, you know, we've done this with Bieber, Halsey, you know, Scooter Braun put money into this. And I looked at it as this is modern pay-per-view. This is all this is. This is pay-per-click. 14-day contract. You know what I get at the end of that? For- First of all, everything goes directly to me. I I paid for the whole special. Yeah. So I'm recouping in real time. I'm logging in like I used to with fucking CDs back in 01. I'm logging in. Okay, good. Here's my territories. Here's everybody that's buying the special in real time. Yeah. And then at the end of that 14-day contract, it's like, here's your special back. By the way, here's all the emails. Here's everything, everybody that logged in, and you get all of it. Tell me that that isn't the way that you want to own and operate moving forward. And for the next kid coming up who's saying, man, I, what if, what if, what if, I get really frustrated because what if you have one great special? Like one great special. Yeah. Now, here's what happens. The language of that special says the word, let's say, um, downloads. For the downloads, you're going to get this piece of downloads. Well, in a couple of years, the jargon changes to streaming. Okay, now suddenly you're getting paid for your downloads, but the streamer that now refers to it as streaming 
is putting that in a different revenue stream under streaming. Now, guess what? You finally catch up and say, where's my streaming money? But there's a new uh, tech and it's called um, hollow streaming. It's a new version of streaming that's going to be faster and this and that. You're yeah. fucked. Because your language from four years ago, a pretty recent contract, is only covering a certain language. And they're going to change it. And then you'll be in 10 years going, why didn't I ever get paid for what I made? Yeah. That's done, man. Schultz solidified Schultz it. it. Schultz I think, killed it. I think my name recognition. I talked to CK recently. <laughs> you know, Louis done that for years, but obviously really Louis started, recently. Louis started the game on it, but Louis did it in a very, a very, very different way where he built the infrastructure he built the uh, the email fan base he had like i had social media presence in numbers there louis was smart because he he treated like a table at an old comedy club where you write your email and your name yeah. and he had that which was actually more myspace went away his mailing list he had yeah so i could look at him even in that ear and say that that was the wise way to go today right now this is what i'm hoping happens i'm already blow. i I won't say yet what how I'm doing. I'm in pre-order, and I'm, oh, you're, oh, you're in pre-order. I'm right in now. pre-order. We oh, don't wow. we don't launch even until the Chinese theater. That's the big splash night. Then the next night, I, I'm I'm doing well enough now that I can look and say, if this if I can't be a disruptor in this business again, and I've been it before, yeah, this should pave a way for windowed opportunities so that you don't have to give your shit away to somebody anymore. And not yeah. only that, sometimes they'll come to you and say, here's a deal, we'll pay for it, right? Well, the set looks shabby, you're lit like shit. The editor, oh, he edits a lot of stuff. Is he love me? Can we talk about how he gonna, do you like your shot in three quarter? Yeah. Does he like the shot in three quarter? Yeah. So for all those reasons, I think there's a lot of stuff that ends up getting out there that I'm like, that person's gonna be chasing their residuals, that doesn't look great. They're funnier than this special. Yeah. And it all, it nobody will blame anybody except that comic. Say, ah, that wasn't very good. When it might have been killer, but they just didn't have the right infrastructure. My first special. My first special was one of those, one of those Comedy Central. Where was it? Oh, yeah. Comedy, half, wait. Comedy Central. Presents? No, no, I did. So I, 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 this, I mean. What year is this? <clears throat> 2009. My oh, first shit. special. Okay. Comfortably, comfortably dumb. Got it. And so I, that was just a official hour special for Comedy Central. For Comedy Central. They offered me a half hour and the hour, and I took the hour thinking, I should have taken the half hour. I, I definitely, in hindsight, should have taken the half hour. But I did the hour, but it was cookie cutter. It was, they were, it was, you got $10,000. Uh, by the way, they, they sold tickets to the show. They got the door at the show. I know, now I know what that nut is. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm like, oh, wow, thanks yeah. for the 10 grand. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they owned it. Uh, they told me what to wear. Me, Bill Burr, uh, Jim Brewer, and and uh, and uh, uh, fucking Chris Titus all wore the exact same outfit. And was we it, all was shot... it like the bowling uh, shirt ish no, era? No, no, no. Was, we all wore black shirts with dark jeans and black shoes. We all wore the same fucking thing, like Pete an acapella Corielli. group. Yeah, like and we and they and they were all shot in the same fucking theater yeah and so yeah with a yellow light and then they switched it to purple and yeah. they switched it to green also the worst colors you could ever put behind a comic are purple yellow or green and it was it horrible it was horrible and and uh and i to this day i don't someone just reached out and was like hey man uh we want to put that on and i was like don't put it on anything i was like, i don't even know who owns it i don't i think i know who owns it who well, I, I mean, I know there's a couple of resources that own it. I know some guys who own a lot yeah, of they, shit. They, took, they, they went and they bought the catalog from them, and now somebody is leasing your stuff on, you know, 400 different avenues, and they're cleaning up. Yeah. And you're getting a McDonald's gift certificate if you're lucky. 
it's funny because you're so right about all of that. I'm so hands-on with my specials, and I wasn't for that one. And and I this moment thing blows my mind. I did something with them with Whitney. We did a live podcast a while back, yeah. right when they I think right when they launched. And I I met the guys, and they were really cool. It was a fun podcast. What is the future? Could you do Could you do a TV show with Moment? Oh yeah, yeah. The idea would be like I'm actually working on something now with one of my production companies, which is we're going to make a pilot that's also like a short. You know, it's like it's its own thing. And if it's fucking great and enough people tune into the moment or wherever we end up doing that, it might be a different resource like that. Then we'll say now we have the budget for six more. So season two is going to be in three months and we're going to have a show that's being made in real time and written in real time. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, this really opens And if up- it doesn't work or people go, yeah, that was good. But I wish it's now it's data to go. This is what we know works next time. And we'll probably at least recoup by enough people watching it with my name or whoever we get attached so it's kind of like either a tie or a win-win so then so so i think i messed up in the in the idea of moment i thought everything was live you everything's taped yeah everything premieres it can't be live we're doing a live after party where i'm live after this to talk to the fans and answer questions and if i wanted to have you or guests we could do a podcast live during my hour post moment moment that's so people come in 15 bucks, $10 if they want to do the after party. And you're everywhere all at once. This is a tour. I'm everywhere all at once where you get to watch the Holy show shit. and then hang with me after. This is fucking great. And and by the way, I like, yeah, because Louis did the the uh, Sam and Pete or whatever the fuck, not Sam and Pete, yeah. but Horace and Grant. Yeah, and his new movie, Fourth uh, of July, I yeah. think is, is on there now and doing very well. And and his standup just kills it in that regard. But the the one place that, you know, he's Louis C.K., and somebody who brings like a name recognition. But now you're saying, okay, what if it's somebody on the come up who maybe doesn't have the promotion? And that's where they get you. We'll promote it for you, right? We're going to yeah. promote it. What does that mean? You're going to put on a splash page that maybe is up there for a day. And then a week later, you're like, where the fuck did so-and-so's special go? It just gets yeah. eaten up by the, the algorithm. So you still need that element of splash. You still need that promotion. So the idea would be, if you can get with something like this, make something don't make it until it's something that you know is undeniable, something yeah. that is killer. Because if you do something half-assed and you do something like this, you're going to be like, oh, man, mine fell flat. It's still got to fucking dazzle people, you know? Yeah. This is really smart. Who else do they have on? Not comics, but like what what, when, what does Bieber do on this? Bieber did a live, a live thing where like you watched him live. You could tune in and see him anywhere. I know they're doing some more podcast stuff. So this is like all just in the last few weeks of people that have been jumping on. This thing's really blowing up. Oh, dude, they're they're blowing up. <laughs> was this Schultz is Scooter Braun, too. Schultz was their big first pop, right? Yeah, Schultz came in there. He brought his whole fan base over. He got a nice big splash of press, TMZ. But it was funny. The special was funny. You know, he killed yeah, it. Yeah, well, he's brilliant. I mean, dude, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, it's funny. It's like I was aware of him, but this felt like a defining moment for him. And then defining entrepreneurial-wise, because now people know, like, they're gonna trust me. A streamer's probably is calling and Chelsea? saying, "We missed out on it. We want you." That's not Chelsea. I don't know who that is. Live with Landlin. Yeah, but another reason that I like these guys is because I love being affiliated with people on the come up. I do too. Uh, that you're 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 interesting and you're inspirational in a way that you've never been jealous. You've never been jealous, and you often celebrate anyone doing something different or doing something new. And so many people are in our business are not that way. We're but you. Like when you just talked about Schultz, you're like, dude, I'm so fucking happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm proud of him. I reached out to him. Like that, that not everyone, because everyone else feels like everyone's biting at their heels. You know how many people did that for me? Like Patrice. Really? Yeah, dude. Like 
You know what? When I did Saturday, this is like weird. When I did Saturday Night Live, the first time hosting it, I kind of thought like, yeah, I had a couple of my like road, like burr, like guys yeah. I came up with. Yeah. But I'm talking like everybody I met in say the 15 years after. My phone rang when I got back to LA. There was no messages on my answering machine at home. And then I got a call one night and it was a guy that I'd never met and I didn't know. And it was Kevin James. He goes, hey man, I just got your number. I think it's really cool that you hosted SNL, man. I'm sure that was really exciting. I know we don't know each other, but hope you don't mind. I called. Thanks. He's the only dude. And I still don't really know him. I didn't yeah. ever get a chance to. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. It's a weird, you know, you know. Yeah, dude, yeah, sometimes yeah. Like, you, you, everybody kind of likes when everybody's in the pit together. But then what happens is sometimes if you get a little bit ahead, it just fucks other people up because then they think I need to be doing it now. Yeah. I need to be winning right now. And then they end up kind of like isolating you, which sucks. Yeah, I, I, I. So when you're with people on the come up, what ends up happening is you're sharing your spotlight, and then even if, even if nothing comes from it in terms of just an acquaintanceship, watching that person and knowing, hey, you know what? Just by being affiliated and sharing some good energy, they're making they're maybe their family's happier and healthier, and like yeah. they're okay. So I, I love what Moment is doing, and I, I hope in success we can do some more stuff together. That's really fucking cool. That I, I that I, immediately my brain starts spinning out going because Segura and I did live shows during the pandemic. Yeah, and we would do which were stand. I think what you guys have done, honestly, in your cl I think also, uh, you know, away from Rogan, which is such a unique conversation, what funny but insightful, wild. But like you guys, man, those clips are great. You're you. I feel like a lot of people look at what you guys do and go like, I want it to be more like that. Oh, and it's authentic. You guys, oh, yeah. are, when you guys laugh, get laughing, it's like. You're making people watch and, and enjoy those clips, man. So yeah, I got lucky guys. to tag on with Tom because he's really because I I don't know everything. I I, I, I pay very little attention, uh, amazingly. But Tom built his own. He, it's funny because I introduced Tom to Louis, and and we were doing we did a, a live podcast over the pandemic, and did it through a company, and then Tom was like. I wonder if I could just build my own thing. So we, and he's like, hey, man, do you have Louis's number? So I introduced Tom and Louis. Yeah. Who they get really close. And then Louis tells Tom, this is the secret sauce that I used. You should do it. Guy's name's uh, Brendan. <clears throat> to, to design something to, or to, come do, in to do everything. Yeah. And so Tom does it. He builds everything. Yeah. Does everything. Builds it. We do another. And they're really successful. I mean, not Andrew Schultz successful, but like really successful for me and Tom. Yeah. And, uh, and then it wasn't until recently that I was like, hey, maybe I should start focusing on, like, maybe I should take some chances on me. You've always, you've been someone who's always took a chance on you. Yeah. And, and I actually was thinking about you the other day and I was like, so we started doing like really leaning into production. And I thought, I remember you saying one time, if, if I'm, if I'm asking these networks and studios to bet on me, I should be willing to bet on myself. Right. And I remember you saying that. And I think of that all the fucking time. Yeah. It was like, I, yeah, I, I do say I'm talent. Like I should lean into that and really put some money behind it. Yeah, because when you fail, <clears throat> when 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 they come in and it's a failure and it's a group failure where you gave up so much of your creative power, it's all on you. And then sometimes it's tough to claw and scratch back into an, another relevant kind of moment. Yeah. But I'm a believer, and I've failed enough. I've had high watermarks, but I've had some shit eating sandwich moments. Really? This is what I learned. Yeah, dude. It's like when you when you fail and you're like at that rock bottom again. What's weird is when you look out, that audience cares more 
about seeing you do ultimately they're rooting for you yeah and even though everybody will you know have at you and we're comics they'll roast you they'll yeah. say shit and you deserved it and you and there's that other narrative there's that other you when you're successful there's me my narrative and then there's an internet version of you that's like whoa fuck dude they believe that that's a real person and that, that yeah. and then there's another narrative internet version that's the one that like People Magazine started and everybody goes, oh, that's the loving, wonderful, and they subscribe to whatever it might be. But the reality is if you fuck up and fail on your own accord, yeah, you have the better chance of like people seeing that and going, okay, man, what next? But if you fail with somebody else that kind of like put drops the anvil on you, sometimes you don't get up from those moments, man. That it's, can end a career. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard, it's, it's hard to bet on yourself. It's hard to bet on yourself. And I, I, I the just, hardest thing you can do is bet on yourself. I just did an interview today and they said, you know, what gives you the, like, uh, the, the bravery to come up with these things that you're doing? Like I did the, you know, fully loaded festival and the, and the drive-in movie tour. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's so funny. I, I always come up with the idea and then I try to back out of them. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah. I'm always like, Hey guys, I, I think, you know what? We're biting off more than we could chew. And it's mm. my agents and is managers. It that? I, do you really oh, believe I, it's that? Do you do therapy? In my therapy, you know what yeah. that tells me? What? That tells me I know I'm... There's a My therapist taught me there's a fine line between anxiety and excitement. And it's so fine that you start believing your, your excitement is anxiety. Do you think that you want to back away from it truly? Or do you think that you're so fucking excited because you're going to win, but you can't look at everybody and go, hey, guess what, everybody? I'm about to fucking win! I'm going to fucking win! Because you know, when you know you're going to win, unless you're on a sports team, yeah. nobody else wants to know you're going to win. No one wants it just to, makes yeah. everybody else go, oh, fuck, man, I'm not going to win. Now he's going to win. I'm going to look less. Yeah. So do you think there's a little piece of you? It's that anxiety. It's the it's that fine line between anxiety and excitement. Yes. It, what, dude, yes. without a doubt, without a doubt, there's like, and I also feel like I'm playing a different game than everyone else. Not Not like comics, but like... You're in your own thing altogether, man. I, I'm always, I have, the more, the more I work in this business, the more isolated I feel. And I, and I'll tell you why I was, when I, the first time I did, uh, I wonder if you felt this and I wonder if I, the first time I did, uh, the place in Boston, the, the theater in Boston, the Wilbur, the Wilbur, yep. I sold out one show and I, I sold it out i sold it out it wasn't right. like comps it was i i sold those tickets yeah and it was my first theater i first my first theater <laughs> yeah, i've ever yeah. done and i went back to where those you know those heating grates in the back where they have like the all the pipes that are hot as shit and if yeah, you're cold yeah. you can just warm your back over there right. i sat behind <laughs> there and i thought to my i thought to myself i guess you don't in these moments of success you don't really high five anyone when you're a comic it's just you you did it this is you yeah. you get to celebrate with yourself and i was like cool bert i was like great accomplishment man i was like i kind of wish i was in a band right now so i could be like can you believe we did it right and i was like eh, all right let's go have a good yeah. show but it takes more years to get down the line to have hopefully people like myself that would hit you up or i know you know it's like i know jeff ross is going to hit me up like proud of you dude like yeah. you you start to realize through time like the people that know i'm not here to take anything from you i'm here to add value hopefully in some way in your life but the lonely moment like you know backstage at that gig I would look at you outsider in and go, you also, you were also one of those young comics that was set up to be kind of um, 
a target or animosity because the reality is people probably didn't look at you as a real comic at the beginning. They looked at you as a guy from Rolling Stone article yeah. who now is trying to parlay this into. And we all know when those guys came into the club, they're the ones that were like, look at this motherfucker who is an actor who now thinks. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So you breaking getting a little bit further ahead i i'm telling you man some people that you probably even thought were your friends were like wait i'm a real comic not this guy come on uh dane the, i got pulled over i won't say names i got when i was young i was trying i started working the door of boston yeah. i had four comics take me down to off the wagon sit me down over a couple beers and tell me i wasn't doing it the right way i was uh. cheating and I wasn't going to, they didn't see me as a real comic mm. and they definitely weren't going to see me as a real comic now if I'm working the door. There's a way to mm. do this and you need to wait your turn. It's coming. And I was like, wait, am I just, is the, is mm. the gig, I sit in the back of the room and I wait for someone to go, you. And then, I, and then I'm like, I'm prepared. Right. And then I do well and they're like, okay, yeah. now you can start working. Do I wait for these four motherfuckers to make it and they go, all right, now that we're in, we've had a conversation and please take two steps forward. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I go, I'm going to get, I remember saying, I'm making 25 bucks a night. I don't have any money. That's good. Yeah. And if I bring in 25 people, I get to go on at the end of the night. I'm getting spots every night. Yeah. Like, wouldn't, isn't that the thing is getting spots every night? And they're like, no, man, trust me. Trust me. You're, you're not doing it right. Right. And it's, and it's so funny because so often I think people, I bet there are people that fucking listen to that. Of course. <clears throat> I know them. Yeah. I know a lot of them. They're, they're, they live outside of Boston. And they know who fucked them up. And they'll say, man, I can't believe that person I admired actually pulled me aside one night and said, because they were advancing, because they were, they were a threat. And you know what? I think it, realizing it now, I think the reason why we've always had like, even though we're not like boys in the sense, we're not fucking yeah, hanging out. Yeah. But the reason we've always had like a, a, a loving, uh, you know, relationship is because I was considered a fluke because I clicked a button on MySpace. And that wasn't traditional, like uh, from a club to a theater to a. And then you came out of the magazine article in the Rolling Stone. So we both had to come out of the gate, like with even more, like I'll show you. Oh, I've, I've that's that's happened my entire career. When I started doing Rogan, everyone thought everyone from, from thought, oh, he's a guy from Travel Channel that's friends with Joe Rogan, and now he's doing stand up. Yeah, like I, that's always. Happened I got to tell me. you something. I think <laughs> I, I really admire about joe and i wish i knew i, I know joe but i don't know joe yeah. even though he was one graduating class ahead of me i never been we hung out years ago we used to play video games for yeah. years we played but i never maybe i was always a little intimidated by joe too there was He's something very intimidating dude. but but the reality was when i looked at joe what i really and i'd say this to him if i was there is he never had like some places cronies around him yeah that just made him look good he is not afraid to take killers and hitters and put them in the chair opposite yeah. and then listen and set them up. And you know what, man? That, that to me is like, that's rare air. So he let guys like you and other people that he just, in his own way, I'm sure I can't speak for him, identified that's a person who's going to have their moment somewhere along the way. I want to use my platform to just let people like them, not because I like them, because they're going to come on here and kill and be funny yeah. and have a great time. So... He's you know. a, he's a he's an interesting dude. I wish I had known him younger. I would have liked to have known what he was like because I only know him. I only know him like the podcast Joe. I only know the Joe that like I I think he getting his dick knocked in the dirt a couple times. Yeah, uh, doing the man show. That was a big fucking right. He did Fear Factor, and yet people labeled it as something cheap and easy. Even though I guess from as as an entrepreneurial person, I always looked and said. 
This guy knows how to keep himself somewhere. And at the center point, he's always got his stand up. But my relationship with with Joe was interesting. And I only realized this as I got a little older. Like we only had a competitive relationship. Yeah. It really wasn't. We never said, you want to get lunch ever. It was either we're competing on a video game or something in a club where he didn't like my fans or I didn't like. Oh. And it always seemed like and in, in, in oddly enough. And I, I wish I could. I haven't talked to him in years, but I would say I think you brought a lot of good out of me because you whether it was the website, he had a cool website. He had like the alien with the horns yeah. and, and I had a cool website. And I kind of always thought like, maybe we're both looking at each other, like, you know, in our fast cars going, who's gonna, who's gonna get there. Who's you, gonna, you, him and Stanhope had the best websites. Too, man. Dude, you, yeah. him and Stanhope had the best websites and, and they That's were, right. they were fucking vlogging at the time. Yeah. And, uh, I remember Stanhope's vlogs were fucking epic yeah <clears throat> the epic. hardest of hardcore one of my favorite moments on joe's podcast is you and him podcasting and you guys were talking about your first big purchase that's right that was like a eight years ago or nine years ago yeah I you think. and you're talking you bought a you bought a car a really expensive car aston martin and it broke down on the sunset it's the worst car i ever had yeah. a piece of shit like a, a expensive lemon <laughs> it's it's crazy because i remember i remember you two podcasting and being like oh shit they're together yeah like, this is gonna be good yeah, yeah. But it was also that Boston thing of, I think, guys that came out of Boston, there was always, I don't know why it is, because I, I don't really feel like it's of me, even though I'm competitive with myself. There was never a lot. It's just not a warm embrace, kind of like, come on, come on over and let's yeah. hang. And Burr was like that. Our yeah. buddy, you know, Wayne could be like that. Bobby. It just kind of went with the territory. And yet there's nothing but a deep appreciation that we all, I think, brought the best out of each other to want to like make it somehow you definitely did and but you're right bobby bobby has a bobby's got a little competitive i've almost gotten a fist fight with bobby before yeah oh and, he could be a hothead oh uh, yeah you know yeah it's, it's like, funny he's a different bobby now he's different than when he was younger. i don't know him like i used to we, we fell off yeah that's another relationship that it, it you know man i don't know what it is if it's the coasts you know just your lives going two different directions yeah. or he started a family early and like i i don't get to catch up with him like i used to but i have a million great memories and laughs with that guy yeah i, I fell off I, I fell off with like i used to be really close with gary goleman kind of fell off with gary i haven't really talked to him yeah. i don't really talk to bobby um it's funny i i and i think because maybe if i lived there i'd see him more or talk mm -hmm. more but i mean i don't fucking talk to i feel like i don't talk to anyone i feel like i feel like i'm moving at a pace where i go where i'm just like i'm like like going like this the whole time like going like what like i, I feel like all i talk to is my assistant and my wife but are you enjoying it? Loving it. Okay. I'm the happiest I've ever been. I am too. In my I get entire it. Entire life. I I'm, get it. And I and I think so. Maybe just that's like maybe that maybe you're thinking. Oh, I'm only paying attention in this space and this other thing that you think is out here. Like just let it go, man. Yeah. You know it, the people that love you and want to be a part of your life. They'll you know people can come in and out. That's all good. But maybe just like you limit your scope to go. I don't need to be more than what I'm enjoying the shit out of right now. Yeah. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall, and it's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. Is this a poem? That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage is not the only thing shedding its excesses leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trusts Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT. 
I only use Manscaped. I trimmed my balls uh, right before we went to Europe, and I'm telling you right now, it was a game changer. I feel so fresh, so clean, and I use the Lawnmower 4.0. If you are new to Manscaped, I want you to listen to me. Get the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the performance package, plus some shower goodies included to elevate your grooming game to Platinum. The Lawnmower 4.0 Body Trimmer and Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer featuring proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, which works. You will not be cutting your balls with the advanced skin-safe technology. That's what you need to know. It's also waterproof. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BERT. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code BERT. Manscaped. Clear out the leaves. It's your tree trunk's time to shine. Did you always know you'd get married? I thought I'd be married sooner. Really? And then I realized in my 30s that, well, my late 30s, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm meeting, the, I'm meeting uh, the wrong kind of women. I'm, I'm definitely not like meeting a wife. Um, is there is there any chick, and this is going to be bad to say, yeah, because it's not. Is there any chick because you did you dated? I think I have the right to talk about these things now because isn't it like once you're engaged or to be yeah. married, then you can say from your most solid and non CAD element. Yes, yeah. I had some relationships. We could talk about those yeah. in a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not like a, a single guy going, "Hey, guess who I was with yeah. back in the day?" Yeah. It's like, no, I, I've had the opportunity to be around some pretty incredible uh women in my time is there any chick that you think about now and you go man i bet her husband is happy as shit because like there's one girl i dated that i i think about she was the coolest chick in the world and it just didn't work like she was in interning in new york i was in new york and then i moved yeah. to la and then she moved back to whatever chicago or wisconsin wherever she was from but i think about her because we dated for a little period of time and she was the first, it was like my first experience with a Midwestern chick yeah. who was a little doting and took care of you and like right, right. And put you like, and she was Italian. So she had this old school. And I think about her all the time. I go, I bet, I hope her husband appreciates how cool she is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if I was in a different place in my life, when I made Good Luck Chuck, I felt I was kind of falling in love with Alba because of her as a person getting to know her yeah and and she by the way even though i was in a relationship that was like in a in a tricky for a lot of reasons my dad was very sick cancer yeah i'm making this movie i'm i'm still kind of like spun up in the no playbook for fame yeah. but realistically i'm looking for somebody just like i know who i am i'm a homebody I, yeah. you know, I don't drink i don't party like and i remember i was feeling like i feel like i could fall in love with this person but i also knew she had a relationship that was kind of orbiting that may or may not come to fruition. And even though I met her family, with who? With who? Oh, she, the guy that she ended up marrying. So she when, when you she say married? Cash, his name's Cash. So She's married? Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, they do. They have a family in the, but, but in thought, that, in that she... moment, are you going to pull him up? <laughs> I want to see what he looks But like. in that, in that moment, I remember just feeling like, um, there was a person who really, I what felt a, brought what a, a fucking name. Cash Warren. Yeah. He's gorgeous. So they they were they were I don't even know if to be honest I don't know if they were he looks like, like a Mexican George Clooney broken up at the time he's a handsome stud look at this guy I mean what that's a beautiful couple but at that very moment I don't know if they were exactly like a hundred percent 
And, and I felt like the feelings a little bit, but I also knew that I was so messed up in the head with yeah. like my mom had passed away and my dad. I think I was just looking for re a solid person in my life who I felt like really loved me and, and she understood the chaos of success, yeah. but it didn't, it never went to that point. I, we got back to LA, we were very close friends. And then as soon as that relationship came back together i never was like i would never try to impede on something like yeah. that but that's the only person in my life it appeared in my life in success that i truly was interested in really yeah yeah i mean i i worked with you know kate hudson was one of the coolest uh, most kate, unbelievable people i've ever met kate hudson i'm i'm i, I don't know kate for, at all really i did her podcast with her brother oliver yeah oh yeah yeah and uh their podcast is great yeah and i remember i asked them what's your favorite memory hood of memory of childhood and both of them were like do you remember uh he was like do you remember biking through the swiss alps and she's like oh yeah that was probably the funnest thing the whole family biked through the swiss alps and we'd, okay. we'd ride bikes for like 20 miles and stop and eat and drink beer and wine and mom and dad were letting us drink and, and i was just like oh my god based on that conversation i kind of fell in love with kate hudson right, <laughs> right, right. and so i'm like i'm like whoa what a cool chick because yeah. she wasn't famous she was just a, a girl like wow. a, yeah and so then I followed her on Instagram. And man, I had to unfollow her because I was like, I'm fucking, this girl's amazing. And she looks fucking perfect. She's gorgeous. Well, it was like I met her and I knew like she comes from comedic royalty. Royalty. So then you meet her and you're like, oh, she entrepreneurial and cool and a great mom and yeah. like all these things. And it was like, I, but but at that time it was like she was with Dax and it wasn't anything. Dax Shepard? Yeah, she was. No with Dax. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dax I, it, Shepard's an interesting it, fucking dude. It was a it was a platonic working relationship, but I I admired her and I really was like, oh, I could see falling for somebody Very like easily. this. But that just you know neither of us were in that time or place. And I, I can't speak for her, but she might be here and say, yeah, no, I was not interested whatsoever. That was just a gig. <laughs> Why are you guys talking about Dane me? Who? <laughs> Dane paycheck <laughs> she is she is she's awesome man though she's i so saw her i can't i get movie. i get grossed out when women wear sneakers without shoes especially in the water this is a weird it's a weird florida wait, thing wait, wait what i i i like on a like uh, a beach walk like if, if i see if i see a woman in water shoes i'm just like ugh. like it's, I, you have no value to me anymore you don't you don't you know i can't water shoes if I, uh, is that even I, a thing Oh uh, yeah, yeah, water shoes. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, like okay. if you put on water shoes, like like shoes where you can go in the water so you don't step on a rock or you know like okay. <sighs> like I, I need women to be barefoot. Wait a second, how do we get from Kate Hudson to water shoes? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Hold on, I lost. I'm usually pretty good on stage at remembering the through line. So um, this is what the day I unfollowed her. <laughs> she. <laughs> I hope she, she follows you based on this. She does, I don't wonder if she does follow me. <laughs> she uh, she had a video of her and her family vacationing, I think, in Greece. And she had, was jumping off a cliff. And her, someone was filming her from behind. Okay. And what I saw originally was a pair of water shoes. And I went, and she was climbing up to jump off the cliff. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck, she wears water shoes. And then it panned up to the rest of her body. And I went, they look good on her. <laughs> And I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm fucking out. I got to get unfollowed. Go unfollowed. I unfollowed her. I was like, she's just beautiful, man. She's absolutely fucking she's beautiful. beautiful. But funny, every take, I don't ever remember a take when we were riffing or whatever, where it was like, damn, she is funny all the time. And it was always right there. Really? Right there. Yeah. I can, I totally understand how like onset romance is. Like when you think of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, I totally get how that fucking happens. 
yeah it's also like that whole thing that happened well they're 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 like species beautiful right i don't know how they could be around each other and not have been like we are the two most beautiful people like we can say that it's they just could charge us, right they could have charged think of how much money they could have raised if they allowed people to come in and watch them have sex right like only fans yeah and they were like and you could come in the room and watch them fuck for like for like a hundred thousand dollars i would have been like which yeah. is my next special can we talk a little bit about what i'm doing next with moment by the way moment house if you want to watch me fuck if you that's, watch a great, me fuck. that's a great place to put a porn i mean if you but isn't OnlyFans kind of doing in some ways now? Aren't they moving towards that same thing? Yeah, you like, got to release daily content. If I do one pornographic movie with my wife, yeah. one top to bottom, all all the nooks and yeah. crannies, and then we put it on. Is that what house. you refer to each other's sex nooks parts as? Crannies. Nooks and crannies. Put your nook in my cranny, bitch. <laughs> Take your britches off. <laughs> the uh, Brad Pitt's gorgeous. Look at that couple. Yeah, they were like. I mean, again, that was like, that was just an unbelievable uh moment in history seeing them get together jesus that was like i was there when giselle and tom brady met i was like in the room you were there yeah i was at that chargers game i sat with giselle and the Kraft family we watched the game and then robert Kraft was like giselle's coming to meet tom this is the first time she's at a a football game and so we we talked i was like have you seen my premium blend <laughs> and so she uh and then i saw them meet fucking lock eyes and talk in the locker room two tall fucking beautiful prince and princess it was amazing <laughs> i would have been next to her like i already has bad breath whatever, whatever i just remember looking at in the mirror at myself like right after i met them and just like my big irish head looked even bigger <laughs> everything about me was like you just immediately become fucking whatever your number is you're three down from that once you leave those people i got out of the gym today i got out of the gym today and i was no, my wife was doing a workout and I went in because my workout was next. So I yeah. went in and I was like, I was like, I feel good today. You know, like your body feels good. It feels tight. I feel muscular. I feel strong. I'm, yeah. I'm like, nice. So I go in and I go, I like pull, take my pants off. I kick them in the air and catch them. Yeah. And I just saw my little dick and my fat body moving. And my, my dick was just like, duh, duh, duh. Yeah. And, I, and I went, uh-huh. it, it looked, looked like, like Steamboat <laughs> Willie. It looked like, yeah. <laughs> It looked like the clicker on prices, right? Would you would you have done would you if they said to you right now, what's what's one show you would take that is on the air and you do it in perpetuity? Like like Drew did the prices right. Would you take the tonight? Oh, game would, show? Would you take the, anything? Would you take the tonight show? If they were like, hey, Jimmy's retiring, we want you to no, take the No, because show. I even though I've thought about that over the years, like, oh, what would happen if I, you know, if I I just don't know if I would love doing like love doing that every yeah. night, every night for most of the year. And you get summers and stuff, but I don't know. I, I, would, I don't know. I would take. I, I put this out there. I'll put it out there again. I will stop touring for whatever the season is. Okay. And I will. I will take low pay, whatever the fuck you pay a, a first year member. Yep. Of SNL, that'd be awesome. And just be like, hey, man, I'm, 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 I am funny. I can definitely help write jokes and all that shit. Yeah, I'll work my way up. I, I, but I only for the experience. Hmm. And I would have liked, I like to have the experience. Like, like I was saying, when Burr hosted SNL, was the first time that it was, it got, it got close to me. Like when you hosted SNL, you were on such a starship that like everyone looked at you like, like th- that'll never happen to me. I mean, I think everyone when, when, when you when you i mean your whole career really i think everyone's always been like 
I'm never going to that. That mm -hmm. only happens. I'm not going to play Madison Square Garden. Right. I'm not going to play the Boston Garden. Like all those things. When you right. the thought SNL, of being arena comic was almost unusual for people. But I remember telling so many comics, no, it's it's really not. Once yeah. you're there and have a great setup, and now of course it's like it seems more traditional to be able to do that. It's, it's, it definitely it definitely is a little more accessible, especially when you find out that not all arenas are 22,000 people. Right, right, There's right. a lot. And they could put a curtain around yeah, they the could top. Put a curtain. <laughs> There's a lot of ways to play arenas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having a big, going, I have a big dick. I'll send you a pic. You're like, no, <laughs> let me see it in person. You're like, no, no, I'll send you a pic. With their flashlights on, it looks like more people. <laughs> Bring two flashlights, please, yeah. tonight. Oddly enough, in a wide shot, you can't tell the difference between 7,000 people and 12,000 people. Let me ask you this. Ready? Instead of a Tonight Show or something like that, which, again, that's like that's a, that's a broadcasting art in itself. Yeah. To be able to be interested in, in whoever. Maybe it's somebody you're not interested in. Every night, you're going to be interested on. But let me ask you about this. Because I've often thought, like, how could I do something? like I'm always trying to think of, like, what's my version of that? Yeah. And how can I do it my way? Right. Again, I like disrupting. I want to do something in business as well. That's like, oh, this is my this is my road. Yeah. This is my inroad. What about this? What about a Vegas residency for a year with a one year of a talk show slash podcast that you do your show? And then at the end of your show, your residency, it turns into the set turns. It's Vegas. And now this is my talk show. And guess who is in the show? Who's also my guest? Carrie Underwood was here tonight. No. And then you've got a show that could be a little unbridled. Doesn't have to be for network television. But you're getting the residency cash and your fans get to see you in one place, not touring. I love it. I take it. I, 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 uh, I would love a residency. Mm -hmm. I would love a residency. Okay. Especially in, like a Vegas residency for me would be would probably save my life. It would probably, I would probably live to be 90 if I did a Vegas residency because I would, I'd get up every morning, I'd work. I'd love to, I'd love to be able to do what I do in not such a chaotic way. Like right. I, I love being, tonight the tour bus leaves at two in the morning to take us to, oddly enough, to Vegas. And, um, and I, I would. For where? Let's plug your dates. It's, it's <laughs> this whole air after the version. It's already sold out. Get it. The, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, Passover sold out too. Anyway, so but but it, I uh, I I would love. I love being in the bus. The yeah. bus. The bus. It probably saved my life. Buses I, are nice. Now. Buses are the best. Yeah. Rolling the, Bellagios now. They're dude. just like the best. Especially when you know, I, the bus saved my life because I I was flying. I was a nightmare. I, I cannot fly. Yeah, I hate it. But being in a residency would be so awesome. Wake up. Especially like girls in college. Me and Leanne moved to Vegas for a year. Yeah, wake up, work out, go play some golf, hang out, have lunch with Brian. Incredible Regan. restaurants, yeah. right? Yeah, and then yeah. be like, like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go do a spot, and he's like, oh, I might swing by and pop in. You're like, cool. Hey, you know who's in town? Is fucking da da da, and you're like, shut up. But, we should why, but why not? Why not do something like that? But like, if you're for whatever reason, if you're yeah. like, oh, I, I don't want to, I can't do it by myself. Why not look and go? here's three of us that want to do something similar and bring it a package to casino so-and-so and say, here's how that. we're going to do it. Where it's a triple headliner night. All of our fans get to come. And at the end, the three of us have our talk show, podcast show, whatever it might be, but it's only for this window, this six month, like Carrie Underwood. We just saw her down at the new, uh, fuck, whatever Hilton. And it was like, I thought she was dead. Carrie Underwood. Oh, who am I? Thinking who about? are you thinking of? Carrie, uh, Carrie, Carrie dead. This, uh, Prin Princess Leia, Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole time. Carrie, I'm like, how many beers? Wait. I'm like, you just saw Carrie Fisher. 
I thought she died, man. It's so funny. I just was with Mark Hamill. He said he missed her. I wonder, died. fucking, you the whole time. Think for a second. <laughs> the whole time I'm going. I actually had to think for a second. Is Carrie <laughs> And I'm sitting here going, you, what did she do? Did she, like, did you go, like, oh, man, that's a very different story. Carrie Underwood. Because, I, I, by the way, the story also has you bringing Carrie Underwood on stage. And I was like, that's where it started. When you said her name, I went, I went. How the fuck is she going to fucking do that? I'm saying that I think that in this day and age of very different forms of media, I know personally, even Vegas is like, what the fuck do we do? Okay, there's still yeah. a couple of highlight acts, and we know that they're there and getting residencies. But as the years are ticking by and there's less movie stars and less traditional pop stars, they're not going to get Ariana Grande for a lot of years if she even does it to do a regular residency. So if you pitch them something that's like, the way you and Tom came up with it, like, yeah. dude, you could you could for sure do yeah. a year somewhere guest solo stand up show and have those great dinners at uh, Chop House. I would love to do a residency in Key West. Okay, like I just would love. I'd love to do a residency <laughs> in like. I, I just I think I would love to live in Key West. <laughs> I'm thinking of places I want to live. <laughs> I never thought of anybody doing a residency outside of the one place that you always hear that. <laughs> That's the one place that offers them. <laughs> <laughs> i want a franchise lighters so you know where you could kill it reno oh. a reno residency dude i could fucking do that you i would I, destroy dude how often do people come to reno like is that is that not as, often as, but not, if you, somebody like you rolls through town i'm sure that'd be like oh fuck i've always okay. done well in reno too yeah i mean do like an off market you can do residency very well. that would be huge i would love that and but by the way that's not a bad idea if like you did if you did like uh if 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 you got three comics that were like you and fans were like, dude, it's a mega show. Yeah. And you do a residency and, and that would be fucking awesome. And then every night is like, it's like, hey, you drive there, you get a nice car because yeah. you have a residency, you enjoy driving your car, you don't don't need to drink, so you live there, you're going home to your family. Right. God, that would be fucking think about like the blue collar guys back in the day. And you go like, Okay, Jeff was, you know, ahead of the pack, but on their own, they were all, you know, I guess doing okay. Yeah. And then that was a game changer. And not something that they had to sustain for the rest. They all went off to do arguably greater, more interesting things yeah. from that. So you go one year residency somewhere where you guys go, we're going to fucking populate Vegas or Reno or whatever, or fucking wherever you just said Delray Beach or somewhere. Key West. Key West, <laughs> Key West. And it's like, that would be something that I'm sure somebody, a progressive casino is going to look and go, man, that might be the next idea. That might be the next way to get people asses in seats. How often do you have idea? How often do you think? How often do you think outside of the box on stand up, like of ideas like this, like all like, the time? Really? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm like, if I if I'm replanting the comedy flag now, and I have a big moment with moment, which it feels like it's leading up to. Yeah. I, I, again, I I look forward to adding in a lot of elements to what I think stand up could and should be moving forward. But that only comes when you know when you're in a moment, right? When you're when you're like on the fucking. Uh, the 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 trending list and sometimes in a career you just get there you're like man i'm being talked about that's when i'll probably bring forth some of these new ideas yeah you're you've tickled my brain with moment because now i'm sitting there going i i didn't it's like it's like the first time someone explained the internet to me and i was like so you're telling me i'm gonna buy groceries 
on an internet and not at my house. And then all of a sudden, the first time you buy groceries, you're like, right. oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then and then a year later, you're like, I never have to carry in the sodas again. I'll just order the sodas yeah. online and all that's just going <laughs> to yeah. come. In fact, I'll order more than enough. I, I, you know, and then it's like you're you're doing hybrid things. Moment and places like, and I know there's some other people that are that are trying to do what they're doing. Yeah. But nobody is doing it in a in a way that like if you saw what schultz did and i watched that in real time and i was like oh man this is you know how many pages that contract is one really we got it for 14 days <laughs> yeah you want to add it All right, we'll cross that out we'll do another week let's tag on another week let's that, i mean it was remarkable i thought it was going to be at least oh, there's going to be something or like some long-term effect or what do they want no Take our fee. Does 14 days, 14 days creates the immediacy of it, correct? Right. That gets people. And by the way, at the end of the 14 days, it's like you can extend it and keep it on Schultz there. Like, extended it. Yeah, I might do yeah. the same. I mean, why wouldn't you? You I want would, your fans I would, to. I would. I mean, I, I would. I would do the 14 days. I would do the 14 days. And then I, I'll tell you what I like about that. I like the 14 days. And then like, I like clean. Pull it out. Done. Thank right. you, everyone. I'm, I got another one coming next year. I, my, without giving too much away is I've got the 14 day, but. You know, I always do extra for whatever it is that I do. So it's like, this is the moment version. This is going to be like, it, it won't be like this again. The merch is only limited time. And then there'll be another version. But this is the one that you want to see out of the gate. And then there'll be a hybrid version that I'm going to do later down the line. So how do you feel about these comics releasing specials on YouTube? Like, when, like because people are popping on YouTube. And, I, and I'm on the fence about, I'm not on the fence on an unknown comic. Like, like not, uh, Stavis not Stavros is an unknown, but someone like him. Going on YouTube, uh, Mark Norman, Shane Gillis. I'm not against that. Yeah. My question is, um, at what point does the paywall make more sense mm -hmm. for content? So I'm right. creating a bunch of content right, right. and I'm putting it out for free, and it and you do it at a deficit, right? And then you go, well, I could recoup that deficit yeah. by by throwing it behind a paywall. Where is the, where do you how do you see that? Because that's where the, where I get tripped up all the great, time. Great great opportunities for monetization through YouTube, for example, or like there's a myriad of audio ones and stuff you can do, and like go through Digipacks and places that are gonna like get you all your your royalties. But let's use the example of YouTube like this. YouTube, um, upside downside is similar to what we would have said 20 years ago, like being a road comic, which is like, man, I make a good amount of dough on the road. I'm always working. They always want me, but I'm not breaking through. Yeah. And the reason that you're not breaking through in the road 20 years ago, and the reason some people are not breaking through on the internet right now through YouTube is because either you weren't ready, it doesn't look good, it doesn't sound good, or it's not hooking people. For a number of reasons, you could probably look and go, this is not the best this person could have done. Yeah. The ones that are working, you kind of go, that's on fire. That's fire. Yeah. That's, that's like, uh, that makes me go, I got to watch all of this, or I want to go see their show live. But I have certain friends that put stuff up. I'm like, why'd you release that? Oh, because I thought it would be like a calling card. Your calling card is benign. Your calling card is the road comic 20 years ago being like, yeah, I'm just out there. Nothing more is happening. Well, let me take a look at your act. It's a couple of killer bits. And then the other stuff is like, what are you doing? Yeah. This isn't setting you away from the pack. This is making you part of the road dog cafe. Yeah. And so if you're going to put something on YouTube, make it fucking awesome. And if you can't, don't put it out yet. Use something else. If you want to build your audience, you could build through TikToks. You could build through like other places that are like uh, snippet excerpts. Yeah. But if you're going to put your special on YouTube, you you better know when you hit upload. Watch this, man. Yeah. And you know, because some people upload and go, like, I hope this is good. I hope this catches. I think we got it. I think it's think <laughs> good, man. I think, I think, think that's. I think women will like it. 
you know, but it's like, no, don't put it out there unless you're ready for that. To, because if the algorithm grabs you or you grab it, then the world is your oyster. Yeah. And you're going to make a lot of money and it's, and it'll happen like that. But for the people that are like, where's my snap? It's not happening like that. Uh, it's because you're a little milk toast. Some of it is a little boring and it's just not great. Good on the internet doesn't count anymore. Good on the internet doesn't count. Good. It's gotta be fucking great. Great. God great. damn it. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. Good, good is not good. This is good. Good is death. Good I, is game I had, over. I had the phrase uh, be undeniable written in my joke book. That's it. It's such an interesting thing. You and what's so funny, what's so great about you is you are actually undeniable. You are the first person. I said this to someone. Someone said, what was it like watching Mitch Hedberg? Uh, mm. And I was like, well, he was, there was a lot of deniable in him. Like you, you could watch Mitch and he would bomb. He would, right. he would tank it. He would get in his head and he would, he was, yeah. yeah, he would get in his head and he was still toiling too. You could see almost like him trying to figure out really where he fit. Yeah. And but when it killed, it was killer, but it was sometimes a little bit like, oh, he's still learning. I said, I've said this so much. I go, you don't, you do not know to young comics, they do not know what it was like to witness you. It was it was un, it was the definition of undeniable. When somebody I was, said recently it was the first. I didn't say it. Somebody said you were the first viral moment, really, in the internet. And I look back, I was like, I guess aside from maybe like a band that might have had like something, like a Lenny Kravitz was. Like, I remember a couple of things were happening around me, but comedy it was like a wasteland. And then suddenly I came through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was like, yeah, what, what was viral first was my standup. It was, I mean, I, I, I'll never be able to explain it to someone who wasn't, I remember bringing people to the store and going, where do you see this? I remember watching you at a, at a, at a, at a, at a there was a bar, I think it was called guys on West third or on third over oh. by the Beverly Center, but it was upstairs. Wait, was it the brewery? It was the upstairs yeah. one, and you played. You stood on a fucking box, yeah, in the corner, and everyone ate a dick. Yeah, I remember and that. You're the only one that fucking killed, and it's so true. Is that I remember? It, I don't know why I'm remembering this. I remember watching people not do well in that room, and my whole thing would be: I would look around and go who's the energy sucker that for whatever reason is not allowing the comics. And then I remember there was one woman sitting in that crowd one night and my whole thing was I'm building off of her. I'll yeah. sneak the jokes in, but I'm going to make her the show. People don't give a fuck about me. You're beautiful sitting here with your tits out and da, 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 da. And suddenly I was getting the laughs and then throwing my shit on top of it and learning. Yeah. like That's how you got to sometimes do it, man. Get it, throw away the act and build off of what's happening right there. God damn it, man. You make me excited. I, I don't, sometimes I get, Sometimes I get bogged down in my own life, and then I talk to you, and I go, "God damn it, man! I want to think out of the box. I want to be planting flags." See, I, I think if you, I, I, I'm driving here, and I'm telling Kelsey, I'm like, I'm so excited to talk with Bert today, not only because of just like our history. I said because I look at you like that. I'm like, Bert is always out there. I feel like, oh, from I'm where I'm sitting, whether it's the movie you've got coming up, or another new podcast idea, or the look and the like, the sheen, the aesthetic, and then just your honesty man your transparency you're oh. fucking hilarious oh, thank you and in real time you allow your fans to you know peek in you know regardless of what the topic is and i think that that's that's ahead of what most people are trying to formulate and put out there and you're putting out something very real i think my, my lack of insight is what 
Try not to overthink things, I yeah, guess. I don't yeah. know. I mean, definitely that's like, you know, the the path to a dead end is always trying to guess what the path is entirely. Is Jessica Alba coming to the premiere? No. Can we get her? I'd like to see her. She's in. a billionaire can get, now. Can we get Kate Hudson <laughs> no. to your premiere? She's right. probably also. I think that every leading lady I performed, Jessica Simpson sold a billion dollars worth of clothing and jeans and boots. Did you get to kiss her? Alba in Employee of the Month. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And then Alba. she and doesn't then, brush her teeth. Who? Okay, never mind. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. Carrie Underwood is not dead. And Jessica <laughs> Simpson has great breath. Okay, great. great. Oh, I'm so, man, this is this day is bringing a lot of levity to me. <laughs> I was I was looking down the barrel of some hard shit today, and now I'm like, nice. Who is the most beautiful woman that you ever had sex with? Not a name, but like on the road somewhere. Like, was there a did, did you ever look back and go, man, I can't believe were you with a 10? Have you ever been with I think, 10? I think uh this is gonna sound this is gonna sound We're crazy. Yeah. I think my wife was the one that I was like, I can't believe I'm fucking this. I can't <laughs> believe I'm fucking this. I was like, this. I, can't I'm this. I hope it sounds as romantic as it feels, but I remember going, I can't believe I get to oh, fuck this. Bert. Oh fuck. Just everything was perfect. <laughs> Everything's perfect. I mean obviously she's, she's gotten old but no, everything was perfect i remember being like this can't be real this can't like i'm getting pranked someone's gonna come in and get punk me do you think that if you had to look back did you have more sex on the condo couch or in a five-star hotel i've only had sex with six people women women I don't know in why your life people. yeah yeah ever ever yeah what? yeah 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 only including your wife including my wife yeah she was number six she was my, uh, we had, I had a basketball team at a point and then I got an alternate. She, she, uh, <laughs> I did. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I could never turn it off. I could never turn it off. And, and I, it took a special type of work. Any of them prostitutes? None. Oh, no, none. None. Right. Oh, I've dated all of them. I had one, <laughs> okay. one night stand. My numbers are getting slippery. We talked to the girls about this. Yeah. I always thought my wife's numbers were through the roof. My wife's yeah. numbers are around mine. Okay. Um, but I, there was I, the girl I lost my virginity to. I okay. remember having sex with her and being like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Um, the second one was this girl I dated in college. Uh, I remember having sex with her and be like, I'm every chick I've had sex with, I've been like, I can't believe I get to fuck this believe. person. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> I get to put my dick in this. Your inner monologue. In I get to put my dick in There's this. There's never been someone in this. In this. <laughs> There's never been someone I had Not sex even with. her. Yeah. In this. There's never been someone I had sex uh, with that I wasn't what I that I didn't. Ah, I take that back. There's there's like I have one one night stand which I was the best. I say one night stand, but it wasn't really one night stand, you know. But it was I was the best I ever performed. Okay, and why is that? I have no idea. Raw dogged it, yeah. and I lasted forever. And I was and our and it was like I ran into her, oddly enough, in uh, in Hawaii. I was doing the blue note. There's a while back. My yeah, family's yeah. at the hotel and she showed up green, in the green room. What? And she was like, in the hey, green room. In the oh green room. God. She goes, they go, hey, do you know this girl? Dot, dot, dot. And I went, I, I do. And by the way, when you've only had sex with six people, th that name of rings. Course. And then this is the one. Yeah, immediately. One the, and I was like, I do. And yeah. they're like, and you're uh, like, that was the best I ever did. That's it. the best I've ever performed. Yeah. And they're like, she's wondering if she can come into the green room. I was like, definitely. Oh, wow. She looked fantastic. Yeah. And I just thought, I was like, by the way, she was so cool about it afterwards. Like, I'd never, I had a real. After the green room or after the no, sex? No, no, after the sex. Like, she was so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, everything about her was cool. And I was like, I'm not that cool. 
Like, I, I should never do that again. I can't keep up with her. <laughs> She's, uh, she looks great. She's got a kid. I follow her kid. I follow her kid. I follow her kid on Instagram. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Uh, congratulations, Dane. A great fucking podcast. I man. love it, man. I fucking dude, I love you. Dude. You're an inspiration to not oh. just to me, but to all of us. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, you are uh I'm so fucking excited for this. I can't Thanks, wait man. for the premiere. I can't wait for the premiere. Yeah, it'll, I promise what am I we're supposed gonna have to a wear. You can wear just, um, wear whatever jeans dude. and t-shirt. Yeah, fucking oh, be you, okay, man. Okay, Completely okay. be you. Come uh -huh. on, whatever. <laughs> Maybe uh yeah, slow, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. slow down that. Is day. there gonna be alcohol there? Oh, wait, of course. I'm, I'm sober. You're sober? Well, not now, but I will be then. You will be. Sober okay. October. Yeah. Sober so I, October. I, yeah, okay, cool. That's why I'm drinking now. It's like there will be drinking. a little alcohol there at the after, but no. At the beginning, you'll have some popcorn when you go into the Ooh. theater. Yeah. Can I bring Leanne? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Hey, Leanne. Plus one. Is she in there? All right. I, I, could have, I, I just realized after my third beer, I was supposed to pick up my daughter today. All right. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I can get someone to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. Do your thing, man. Um, this, is, this was awesome, though. And you know what, dude? Is Leanne in there? Hey, tell her to come in for a second. Oh, she's going to get fucking nervous. She is? Oh, yeah. She's like, well, I can't go to no premiere. What about going to where? No. She can wear whatever. Is Jessica wants. Alba going to be there? <laughs> she will be there. Is that who? Uh, what? Oh, look. No, she goes, I'm so sorry. Hey, Leanne. October 4th, we're going to the premiere of Dane's. I'm inviting you to the premiere of above it all and i would love for you oh to God. attend yeah. you know what you can wear whatever you want it's very low-key <laughs> okay. it's a, it's a it's a stand-up yeah. comedy show on the big screen so i'm kind of like i just want people to come like and just be able to it's that man's chinese tlc chinese yeah. theater awesome. yeah Thank yeah you. yeah it's gonna yeah. be so great what are you, what are you, what are you no i'm just excited you know i've never been to a i've been to one premiere have you oh, ever been you to one? Oh, oh, oh yeah no no hold on did you think he was just inviting you she was my date i was confused it wasn't a date i was like oh i'm happy to go no problem the end of the night maybe you'll be like i can't believe i'll pick, I'm I'll pick this. you up at six yeah. it's, it's you and me you start drinking around five <laughs> i'm glad that you're gonna come oh it'll be great it'll be so, it'll be a so fucking fun. blast it'll be a fucking blast yeah awesome hey thank you buddy you congratulations it, man. Dude, man absolutely brother fuck yeah awesome America This episode was brought to you by The Machine.